Hi, and welcome to episode 491 of the MWA podcast. I'm Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sean and Mark. Today, we're excited to have Jesse Hill. He is with Shinobi Tree. Jesse is a hobbyist furniture maker, designer, and a pivotal part of the Hyperion Project. Jesse lives and works out of Richmond, Virginia. So welcome to the show, Jesse. Hey, glad to have you. Spiders. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming We're, us into your shop. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to have you guys here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for welcoming us. Welcome us uh, it's our into your shop. Ours. Well, yes. well, at least maybe I got the Shinobi right the second time. Anyway. Yeah. All righty. Al, do you have a file where you cr- clip out all of the mispronunciations and put them in there? Oh, Can that's we just make a whole cool. episode of that. Yeah. No, no, no. That that's part of the fun of the podcast, you know. It's our little <laughs> Easter egg. Spot the mispronunciation. Oh, they're they're fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm the uh, Nicole Spagnolo of this podcast. Uh-huh. For those that you know, you know. For those that know. <laughs> Well, before we talk to Jesse and all he's been up to and doing uh, for the community, uh, let's dip our toes in the woodworking news. So uh, first off, uh, Lee Nelson is having a hand tool event. They're back. Uh, they're having it at Lost Art Press, and um, it's going to be Friday, February 23rd and Saturday, February 24th at uh, Lost Art Press's uh, location there on Willard Street. This is not their new uh, warehouse, so to speak, the Anthony mm. building, but, uh, their original location there in Covington. So, um, anyway, you should go and check that out if you're in the neighborhood, but it's great to see, uh, Lee Nelson having these hand tool events. I think this is the first one since the, uh, pandemic. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Ever been yeah, to I one? Think... Yes. I've been to, I've been to three or four of them. They, like, they... like a small things like this where they're yep. just their remote going to a location. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they've had they've I've been to at least I think I've been to four in Houston because um they had one at some boutique wood dealer way back when, like two thousand eight or something like that. And then they had a um at least three at uh, Clark Kellogg's place in Houston. Hmm. So yeah, I I used to exhibit at them. Um the you know the, the in the in the first incarnation they, they had uh all kinds of other toolmakers. Uh, and workbench builders, in my case, um, at these events that were also showing their stuff. Um, I've been talking to Deneb about it, and they're not doing that this year. They're gonna. It's just gonna be Lee Nielsen stuff at the events. And so there's there's one in at Lost Art Press. There's one in I believe New York, and then one in near San Diego. Um, there's a college down there that has a really awesome uh, sort of industrial arts type program. Uh, I don't I can't remember the name of it anyhow, but, um, I was, I was, I call them, I said, Hey, I could, you know, I have family in Southern California. I could get my stuff out there. And they're like, we're not doing, we're not doing guests just yet. That's, it's apparently to spin this thing back up. It's a, it's a big lift. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I was at, I think I was at the last one they had at lost art press. And then the last one I did in Chicago, I came home sick from that, <laughs> uh, with a mystery illness. <laughs> it took a long time to recover from. So uh, it was before it was in February of 2020. So it was before like COVID was officially in America, but uh, looking back, it sure seems like it was COVID. So I don't know what happened there, but they're hmm. great. They're, they are, you know, you probably won't get COVID at this round of events. So <laughs> <laughs> what a guarantee. Wow. Uh, I can't guarantee it. You know, I don't wow. want to, I don't want this, the podcast to be liable for any guarantees, but no, I, I, um, 
they're they're a ton of fun and like if you don't know what a hand plane should feel like mm. uh when it's working properly this is the place to find out because 100 yeah you, you'll they'll they will take you all the way through the process how to set it up how to sharpen it and then how to use it and uh, and you'll know uh, before you go home, you know exactly what your hand plane should do, and then I don't know what it'll be like this time. It used to be if you ordered a uh, any of the this. First of all, they have like one of every tool they sell, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, and secondly, um, it used to be if you ordered at the show, they would ship it for free. And, right. Uh, if, if it was in stock, man, that thing would get home almost as soon as you did. Um, Which is they did cool. not mess around. Yeah. Yeah, so. just just be wary. They will uh, suck you in. You know that's why I have mm-hmm. a uh, a Lee Nielsen number fifty one shooting plane is because of these events because they got it there. It's set up, and you yeah. can just sit there and you know shoot that ingrain. And it's you know after you do it about ten times, it's like I gotta have yeah, one I, of these. <laughs> I definitely need this. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you I, alluded to it. I mean, it is it is that you know you know just test drive it you know put it in your hands and test drive it and you'll understand why you need it and it is it is a high quality reproduction most of their tools are of old stanley patents and it Mm -hmm. is what was used when these things were heavily used and but they're made incredibly precisely now well weighted well sharpened all the things and yeah get yourself some i don't own any proud to say (laughs) <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have minor tools. I have card scrapers. I have a spoke shave. I, you know, little things. Uh, I, I have not spoke on... shave is like a massive workhorse in this shop. So yep. yeah, yeah, no, I'm not not discounting it by any means. But uh, it's uh, you know, I I could like like I've seen their booths at shows at the old WIAs at in Amana at Handworks. They they were up on the stage. I didn't go talk to them uh, during Handworks. We were busy, but. Um, it, it, for those in the area, I, the only worry I have for me personally, other than the three and a half hour drive it is to get to Cincinnati, uh, is the weather in late February in Ohio. Hmm. It might not be great. This week, it's like 60, you know, but it could snow by Tuesday. So God knows. Uh, and uh, that's that's just my only concern of, you know, but it would be cool to go. I haven't been down. I haven't been in Covington since the last WIA. How many years ago was that? My gosh. Every hand tool event I've been to in Covington has been beautiful weather. So, well, take that know. to the bank. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you're right. We never was bad weather at any the of those. WIAs have all been nice too. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't remember at all what time of year that was, but, you know, you know, that means it's always got to be nice there, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just over the Ohio River. How bad could it be? <laughs> it's not even Ohio, it's Kentucky. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Well, moving on, um, woodpeckers have something I thought was interesting, uh, especially if you own a saw stop saw, and that is their dado nut. So it is a special nut that is uh, designed to use with the dado stack so that you can get an entire nut on there. And it's just not, you know, you got a full dado stack on your saw stop. It's just not clinging to, you know, one or two threads. This thing is, you know, all the way screwed down. I thought that was really good. Um, Looks good. It's fairly reasonable in price it's uh 40 bucks and um it's made out of stainless steel and you know you could use it in place of your original factory nut because the factory nut has it's like a separate washer it's kind of like a little stabilizer washer it's a fairly large and thick washer Mm. and then there's a nut on 
on top of it. And uh, what uh, Woodpeckers has done is kind of combined those two, but the nut is fully threaded, even though it seats into the washer, um, yeah. so to speak. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I like it. I'm seriously considering picking so one. So it's one integral up. piece. Yeah, one integral piece. Yeah. What? It, why is it specific to saw stop? Is it the arbor size? No, no, it, it would fit on a number of saws, but okay. it, it's just particular to saw stop and uh, their nuts. Um, you know, I think it would probably work on any saw, but, you know, that's one of the the things with a lot of saws, but in particular to saw stop is, you know, if you got a full width dado stack on your saw, it's it gets kind of sketchy there trying to get all of that stuff on. And a lot of people just leave off the washer and put the nut on, which yeah. which is not <laughs> ideal. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, kind just, of a, a nice little, you know, combination of those two pieces. Mm -hmm. to make, make it one and make it maybe a little more secure, a little safer, especially in those yeah. scenarios. I don't know what, how wide does a dado stack go? I don't, I haven't touched one in years. Quarter, okay. So how they, how they come stock in a set. Okay. Yeah. So how often are you, you know, ripping three quarter dados, uh, as opposed to anything smaller, where you get more thread engagement. That's, that's the decision, right? I don't yeah. know. I'll, yeah. I'll need this, but yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. that's why better, I like, better all the time thing, even on a single blade. Yeah. Well, you know, I do have one of those quarter inch wide blades, flat top oh, quarter inch okay. wide blade. And I use that a lot of times in place of a dado. I just make a number of cuts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, it would be nice that to um, at some point, you know, just have a nice dado stack um, that you can use. And um, and I think, you know, if you got a sauce top and you use a dado a lot, this is probably a no-brainer and at 40 bucks it's not unreasonable either. yeah it's not killing you yeah no and obviously the solution here for you kyle specifically just like people have multiple routers with different bits in them multiple drills with different tooling in them you just mm -hmm. need another saw that's just a dado saw <laughs> and just keep it all the time I, I, i've seen i've you seen still some have shops, to buy the dado nut yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You still need the data. Yeah, that doesn't data include that. No. No. I'm just saying, like you, you just might have to have yeah. another saw for that operation. Yeah. No. I've seen some shops where they got the saws back to back, and one they got a rip blade on, the other one they got a cross cut yeah. blade on, <laughs> and that you need a third saw to put your dado on. Yeah. That exactly. Hey, that's how the Kansas City Woodworkers Guild does it. They have yeah. three saw stops, and one one for ripping, one for cross cutting, and one for dados. It sure. Is. Yeah. Because I, I mean, there are. I get it for maybe that, like that, like a guild. Mm -hmm. We're going to have multiple people. There's going to be maybe a lot of operations and it would be bothersome to make sure that settings are proper when you're changing things like that. You know, it's, it makes sense for the personal user. I was joking, obviously, Kyle, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do it though. A lot of people do it. Yeah. Got the space. I, if I had the choice. space and, and the, uh, the money, I would probably do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You, you're in that part of Texas. That's not so big. <laughs> exactly your your basement is not gigantic Can't it it's no. it's decent size it's not well huge. the gator pen takes up half the shop so <laughs> exactly exactly crawling yeah. out of the channel uh-huh yeah no, this, my, is a, my, this is a attempting attempting thing like um because mm -hmm. i like when i run a dado i never do more than a half inch yep and partly because, because yeah what's that well partly it, because yeah it doesn't um it doesn't feel safe to have any fewer threads. Right. Uh, and, and it's like, but I'm also, I'm cutting, I'm, I'm speed cutting tenons, right? So, you know, it's, it's an inch and, or two inches of tenon. It's one oh, extra yeah. past, you know, uh -huh. so it's not, it's not a huge deal to me to, to stick with a half inch, but man, if I was making cabinets and I was cutting 
three quarter inch dados for three quarter inch plywood. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would be really frustrated to not be able to just cut it all in one pass. Yeah. Cause that's two passes, one, one yep. fence move or other setup, however you're doing it. And yeah. And yeah. if you've got multiple cuts through one board, then you're going to have to make, you know, it's, it just, it gets pretty annoying uh, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I wonder why anybody hasn't thought to just um, make a threaded bushing. Like, you know, for this is a five yeah. eighths Arbor, you know, so get a, get a set of like one inch Arbor dados and then, put a threaded bushing that's connected to a, you know, to a, a nut on the other side, but I guess you'd have to have exactly a three quarter inch stack to make yeah. that work. Or I guess, right. no, it could be short. No. It could stop after a quarter inch, but right. who's going to buy a whole new set of blades when you could just buy this fancy yeah. saw blade nut. Exactly. Yep. And again, for, for 40 bucks, it's not, that's not all. Mm -hmm. If you yeah, have I mean, a saw that has this, you $40 is not going to break. If you bought a saw stop for the safety, this is a good reason to upgrade. Like 100%. Mm, it adds. It, it's scary when they say like at a full stack you have less than one full thread engagement or barely one full thread engagement. I know it take. I don't know if it's three or five or eight threads that make it like really secure, but one is not enough. No, you know yeah. that's that's just scary. I know. It, yeah, I know that's not what. It's it's like a combination. The the saw that you bought did not come with this thing that you're adapting it into. But if you're going to that depth, it's that you're you're risking something mm -hmm. coming off. Yes. And, you know, if you need more safety out of your setup, this is definitely the way to go. Mm -hmm. And you might want to look at CMT's new Dado Pro Blade set. Oh, look at this. Uh, what a what a segue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy should be in radio. Anyway, so that's our, that's our next thing. <laughs> CMT has a new, uh, uh, it's called the Dado Pro Blade set. And this is the first Dado blade that's actually uh, compliant with EU regulations. And it has a unique feature where um, the shims uh, between the blades actually lock everything in place. So if I think one of the safety things I saw about this blade is if you have a standard dado stack and something accidentally stops the blade as you're cutting or if you had like a saw stop and the cartridge went off, it's going to stop those outer blades but those inner blades are going to oh, still swing around sure. and they're just going to shear off the carbide from the uh, blades are up against mm. because there's, but until anyway. they impact the, the yeah. ball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So apparently with this, everything's locked into place. So if something did happen, you don't have any of the uh, inner cutters that are going to go around and um, shear off anything or something like that. Cause everything stays locked together as a one full set so it's pretty interesting it's pretty interesting and it's not bad i've seen it all over the place from about 120 to about 140 dollars um, that's not much for a dado stack yeah <laughs> and apparently it's supposed to have real um square cuts too so it's got flat bottom cuts so it doesn't have those little yeah, bad errors i saw I think, that I, I think it has some really 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 tiny ones but you know i was looking at this and went yeah, I should probably replace mine with that. Yeah. In the in the imagery, they show the chipper almost having the same kind of carbide tip as the blades, mm. just in a square profile in the middle. So it it's just blowing it away mm -hmm. uh, at, at yeah. the same depth. Yeah, and I think I might have misspoke here. It's not the shims that lock everything together. It's the actual uh, chipper blades in the in between yeah, the cutters that lock that lock in to so everything. Somewhere in there that yeah. that's like you're yeah. depending on the the thickness you're doing, you're not gonna 
you're not going to include everything in the stack, right? Your your right. Dado stack is maybe at minimum the two blades, mm-hmm. and then when you get shims, then you get you get your chip breakers at certain thicknesses. You know, there, there's a couple there. Where, yeah, because they make up three three chippers and and they max the maximum span is just shy of a quarter of an inch. So your your you know your width matters on what you're putting in there. So it's not always going to be locked. Maybe is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. But but when it's assembled into a certain degree, it will be. Yeah. So how do we? How do you get? Oh, you got to put the shims in to get. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they're like, magnetic. How do you get mag- to three quarters with this? It's only five blades. But like you were just explaining that. Sorry. Yep. They're magnetic. I don't see the uh, size. Oh, there's like 0.04, 0.08, and then there's magnetic shims of 0.012 and point. So yeah, and then there's lock spacers. So you put in your put oh, in yeah, your three bl- five blades. You get a five eighth inch width, and then you can put a couple of spacers in be- in the middle. Mm-hmm. between a couple of the blades and, and add an extra eighth inch. You can actually go a 16th over three quarters with this. That's a, yeah, yeah. 13 sixteenths, Right. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I will say, and this is nothing against Acme. I've ordered exactly precisely one tool from Acme and it was for my son for Christmas. And I know it wasn't their fault and they were actually pretty good, not great, but pretty good at keeping me up to up to date on the delays in procuring that before shipping that. But it was a, full seven weeks before I got a tool I ordered from Acme. Nothing against them directly. It could have been the product, but I don't know. This is an Amazon in my mm-hmm. experience. This is not going to be quick. Although I did, I went through an Acme tool in Iowa, uh, in Des Moines. I think there's one of their stores and um, it was really cool. Yeah. Well, the, this is just a link I saw. saw sure, sure, so, sure. I'm yeah, sure they're, they're available they're, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. They're all over the place. Uh, yeah. Anybody that carries CMT is going to carry this Dato stack. I just shop around for the the best price like i said i've seen it and i just uh did this link to acme because that was the lowest i saw it It does say yeah it lists as 200 and they're selling over 120 i mean somewhere yeah i've seen it at 130 at a couple of different places in one and 125 at another place so this is just the cheapest i saw it so there you go anyway but um with that said let's continue our journey down the table saw path yeah let's do this (laughs) All table saws tonight. It's all table saws. Table it's usually it's usually hand table tool talks, but now yeah, it's all <laughs> table saw. We got to do something. Uh, Harvey has a new table saw out. It is the Alpha HW110TC-36PG or 52PG. Yes, yes. Uh, they need to do something with their naming strategy here. <laughs> I think maybe next time you can just say they've got a new saw. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to read the numbers. <laughs> you, know, you know, but anyway, just in case. But what I thought was interesting about the saw is actually the, the fence system they have on it, which is called the Big Eye Rip Fence System. And it's pretty unique. Um, Harvey, you know, has some stuff that, you know, looks like it's pretty, pretty interesting, pretty outside the box. And this is no exception here. It is a... It is a fence system that uh, locks both on, on the front rail and the back rail. Okay. And um, it has all sorts of uh, interesting things. It uh, actually rides, you know, right and left on the saw on a linear guide rail system, which makes it real smooth. Mm-hmm. And um, it also has some micro adjust capability and it has some uh, built in stops uh, that you can do. So I know. Um, Woodpeckers came out with a stop system for your table saw a, a year or so ago. Uh, but this rail system actually has that kind of system built into it where you can, you know, you can 
register that stop and uh, your fence will always, you know, just go right there and stop. So it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, right now this is only available on this saw. You know, if they uh, made that system available where it could uh, be, you know, put on other saws, that'd be something worth uh, investigating, assuming it's at a reasonable price. The saw's not bad. It's, um, you know, if you wanted the 36 inch, three horsepower saw, it's like $3,000, which is about $600 cheaper than saw stop. But mm -hmm. of course, it does not have the. Doesn't have that. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't have the flesh detecting technology or, but, you know, uh conceivably it comes with a better fence system and conceivably it comes with a better miter fence because they do have their you know um ultra deluxe miter uh fence or miter gauge should i say uh included with this all too so mm -hmm. anyway i thought it was pretty cool that's cool yeah it's i like this good looking i'll give him that yeah. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see some innovation in this, you know. I've always wanted one of those. What was the Delta had? Their Unifence? Yeah. yeah. I always wanted one of those. And this has a lot of the features of the Unifence in it, too. So you can actually move an aluminum extrusion back and forth and, you know, set it up to be a mm -hmm. high fence or a low fence. And right. um, all of that kind of stuff, which I thought was interesting, too. But uh, I missed out. At one time... Oh, when was this? 2010 or so. Lowe's was getting rid of all their Delta stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were just selling it for dirt cheap. That's where I picked up my dust collector for like um, 60 bucks. And uh, unfortunately, I, I traveled to like five Lowe's and could not find a Unifence. But apparently they were selling those for like 30 and 40 bucks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which would have been great. But anyway, um, but this this looks interesting. I imagine it's going to be fairly pricey if they do offer it separately because you are definitely going to have to buy a front and rear rail as well oh yeah I mean, to, yeah yeah mentioned that the way it yeah. you know it guides which it seems very secure and smooth and all those things mm -hmm. um but yeah that's not typically on your saw you know, yeah a automatic you got to you know even saw soft delta whatever yeah. you know it's doing something a little different so some adapting is yeah. necessary but although this the locking looks like it might just be once you've got that back rail on, you know, it, the locking mechanism, because it's synchronized, as mm. they say, it's internal to the fence. So it's not like you you just have to have that proper type of back end on it for it yep. to, to grab. But, but if you're in the market for a table saw, you know, you need that extra table saw just to do um, rips or cross cuts. <laughs> uh, you might want to uh, take a look at this. It's, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I would still stick with the saw stop just based on the safety of the saw. But, you know um this is kind of interesting so anyway sure but good looking decent price lots of features it's lots cool. of features well let's move on to our patreon shout out so who do we have to thank this week yeah you know we always like to give a shout out to our patreon supporters today we're giving that shout out to the florida school of woodwork all of those fine folks down there in that warm state of florida thank yes. you for your support love seeing you in iowa hope to see you sometime soon uh, yeah. And if you, dear listener, would like to support the MWA podcast like the Florida School of Woodwork folks, uh, you can support us at Patreon at, at www.patreon.com slash MWA podcast. Yes. Thank you so much, Kate. Yes. Yeah. Kate, yes. Kate and co. Kate and company. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, we we, uh, we had some good times at uh, Handworks and as well as at the airport on the way out. So <laughs> yes. And thanks for the t-shirts too. <laughs> well, with uh, that, uh, let's move on to what's in the shop. So Mark, what are you working on? 
Well, my my remote students and I are getting ready to wrap up our chairs. So I have been doing finishing on my frame and um, and, you know, a little bit of shop organization and catching up on on emails that are way past due, that sort of thing, while I you know, wait between coats. And when when the students are done and we get this chair woven and get that last video edited, I'm going to be starting on a batch of shave horses. So if anybody out there is in need of a shave horse, send me an email, mark at plate11.com, and uh, we can talk about it. How about you, Sean? Uh, plumbing. You know, oh. fun, fun stuff like that. Um, in the worst kind of way. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I full context, I live in a house that was built in 1956. There is some cast iron plumbing in my house. Not all, but some. Um, and Monday, Tuesday night, Tuesday, Tuesday, kids were doing their meal prep thing for the week. They were a day late, but, uh, but anyway, and so a bunch of dirty dishes. And then I hear that dad, the sink's not training. Oh no, that whatever happened, my kitchen sink, a hundred percent stopped draining, plunging, filling, pulling the, the trap apart, cleaning it as far as I could go. Nothing let it loose. Just shy of $200 and two hours of work the next day from Roto-Rooter snaking more than 40 feet of internal piping in my house finally cleared a drain but that was a uh, a uh, anxiety inducing hey dad <laughs> you know the other day that uh thankfully it's not a, a huge problem i said you know if every 20 years i got to pay a couple hundred bucks to have a, a something so, some tool come into my house that i don't own i'm fine with that did they did they run a camera in there like 40 feet is like all the way out to your curb isn't it no I am 90 feet off the road. I have no sewer. I'm in a oh, septic okay. system. Uh, this, this was the rectangular shape of my house, if you can just envision just a plain rectangle. That's mm -hmm. 25 by 50. My kitchen sink is about 30 feet away from the front of the house. Mm -hmm. And the main trunk of the drain that goes out the front is more than halfway across my house. And so the snake was under the cabinet down into the basement section and i have an exposed basement so i could kind of notice everything is going on and i have a a two inch pvc line one and a half maybe two inch i don't know um that goes that entire span and they basically it was snaked all the way to my main drain stack uh and nothing but black sludge came out so it was just a buildup of years and years uh, and this was all before we moved in clean. so god knows just yeah just scraped it clean so it should be good for more than 20 years which i'm fine with I said, like, before it was a, a my wife's elderly great-grandmother. I don't know when this was put in. You know, it's definitely not as old as, as the house, the PVC portion, at least. Um, but it for at least the last 18 years, it's been a family of four growing growing boys, you know, with two growing boys, I should say, that have put God knows what food and other things <laughs> on that drain. So things happen. Yeah. Uh, and, well, uh, it should be it should be in the in the clear now, you know. I think so. I mean, that's that's a huge. They're, they're grown, you know, and you know, they're not. Yeah, yeah. Putting, well, you know you what know. though, they their prep work for their lunches for the week was cooking seven pounds of cube steak. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> they're making chili they, like five they gallons eat a lot. of chili. No, or? they actually they they each had their own recipe, and they they prepared and cooked their own and portioned it into five different glass dishes okay I forget what i said because they're just pouring that grease straight down the drain uh, yeah. oh you should have had them put a grease trap in 
Oh yeah, you know, I guess I could do that. It's just not something we commonly do. So actually, yeah. I will say that because that pan, the night that ha that cooking was being done, was a night that the drain wasn't working, and so the everything sat on the counter for the day before we got somebody in that could do more work than I could do. And um, when it was finally clear, Connor was home, uh, and he started cleaning. He's like, um, "What should I do with that pan?" I went, mm, "Yeah, why don't you scrape any solid you can into the garbage?" Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, because let's not. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so these are these are high school. My my son is a senior. Um, the older is twenty. So no, he's okay. That's yeah. And so like, what what are they? Which meal are they cooking? Lunch. Lunch. They're taking yeah. cube steak to lunch. Yeah, cube steak That's and cool. and and potatoes. That's impressive. Or broccoli or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Very impressive. Well. Thanks. Because they're it, eating more than Taco Bell. Real, real food. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, real food for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. I mean, I mean, part of it's because mom and dad are, are funding the, the project. So that helps. Yeah. But they're cooking. Uh, it. That's good. But, but they're, yeah. oh yeah. We're not preparing their craft. They can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. But anyway, Kyle, what do you got going on? Um, Just getting ready to ship out a, ton of order so anyway awesome getting getting ready to prepare um my drill bit says we're recording this hopefully by the time this post will be in and i will start shipping out orders so i have over a hundred drill extensions to make and okay. uh, and to make these i have to put a little flat on the end of the linear shaft and then put a coupler on there so i've been doing about the past week about 10 a day so Almost done, almost done. But, uh, you know, it's like one of those things. Um, uh, I finished grinding the flats on the last shafts I had today and then uh, got delivered another 30 shafts I need to do. So anyway. Wow. <laughs> and how, so a time, time stamp check, mm -hmm. total rough numbers. I'm not asking you to, to yeah. log everything you've done. Is this last push of orders more than half of total that you've done since you started this whole thing or less no uh, less, less okay i, I okay. think but it's probably. a significant i know it's, it's a significant it's number it's a significant but. number of orders all at once and right. you know all of that kind of stuff and it's like you know I, i'm i'm stocked up to you know fill four or five orders a week no. <laughs> Not a okay. hundred. Not a hundred. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's another that's a tall task for sure. Yes, yes. And and you know, and my suppliers, you know, they know what I'm ordering and they're stocked up to fill my orders. They're just not stocked up to fill a whole bunch of uh huh. Um, yeah, your orders all at once. And yeah, worth at once. <laughs> yeah. So uh anyway, yeah. They were gonna send me, you know, all the drill bits in they were gonna stage them and send me, you know, like half at half at one time and then half at next and um, and talking to them, they go, no, we don't want to, once we get this set up, we don't want to take it down. So they're, gonna, they're doing them all at one time, which is cool anyway. But, uh, so I've been doing that. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, plumbing wise, I need a new hot water heater. So that's coming up. My buddy just replaced one last week. Seems yes. like to do to these days. Yeah. I need to replace it. Mine's, mine's probably pushing it. It's, it's, you know, it's a tanked, uh, water heater and it's, mm -hmm. Probably eleven, maybe twelve years old. So it's time to replace that sucker. And um, <laughs> did I mention I've been in my house for eighteen years? I have a water heater is here when I've moved in. <laughs> oh jeez, how? Oh. Yeah, that nice soft water, huh? Yeah, it's all yeah, it's soft well water. I'm, I'm yeah. good. Oh, our well water is hard. Is really Ours is hard. Not. I, I've yeah. already replaced. We have a we have a 
a like a heavy duty insulated water heater that we put in i don't like three or four years ago i've already replaced the anode once yeah we got we got this real funky sulfury smell coming out of the water and uh it turns mm -hmm. out the anode ran out yeah. uh, there you go reacting really weird and just smelled awful yeah and, um, well, obviously yeah, our... lo location based i'm thankful but yeah we we have calcium but nothing nothing other yeah. majorly well see my water heater is in the attic so and i've had one leak on me before oh. which was not fun yeah. and um this one's been a champ but i'm going you know here it's like you need to replace them every 10 years and the one that leaked on me was like nine and a half years mm -hmm. i think yeah, this one's at 11 years yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm like ah, i need to replace that but um anyway i'm probably going to just go up in the attic i can i can take that one you know i can drain it and remove it and then i just need to hire somebody to lift that sucker into the attic because that's definitely a two uh two-man job so anyway man i we we so yeah. we put our our new one was much bigger than the old one just because it was insulated more mm -hmm. and so it wouldn't it wouldn't fit in the closet uh where the original one was yeah and we still have that original one in there we you know we've, we've plugged all the pipes and everything but there, there's nowhere to take them like that's the <laughs> like if you pull that out yourself Mm -hmm. I don't, well, you're in Houston, so there's probably like a hundred different options within five miles. But um, like, there is nowhere. I got, nowhere I got some bayous around here, you know. I can just <laughs> well, well, I'm not doing that. I mean, yeah, I, I could probably push it into a sinkhole. Uh, and no, no, that's exactly why I'm going to hire someone to come and install this. Is because yeah. that's part of the deal. They got to take the old one take away. Take the old one away. Yeah, right. I kind of wish that I'd paid somebody to install yeah. this new one because I yeah. don't know what to do with the old one. Every time I look into it, it's like there's one place and you. You got to hope that they're there and you know it's just yeah that. so yeah that's fun living in the yeah. ozarks well we do have a real good recycling center here that's free you just pull in and you can dispose of just about in anything i mean they got they got separate areas for stuff you know mm -hmm. you know depending on what you're getting rid of electronics or something like that but anyway um so jesse what's your uh hot water's uh system like <laughs> my hot water heater is old and I, I need to replace it too but uh i'm just gonna wait <laughs> i actually so, thought about uh getting a uh one of those tankless but mm -hmm. uh i don't have gas so i'd have to put in a sub panel and yeah I, I'm, I'm just gonna wait <laughs> yeah yeah i i have gas mine mine is gas but i've heard some pros and cons about the about the tankless stuff apparently they require some annual maintenance that i would probably never do well yes. the electrical requirements yeah it, i think it needed like four 40 amp double yeah poles. Oh, was, wow. oh my god yeah yeah, yeah that's both then. That's great. and i've already maxed mine out and I'm just putting stuff in the garage so <laughs> well your woodworking tools are far more important than hot water yes so. i agree i agree cold and the, that bad. <laughs> i hear the gas ones sound like a jet engine running inside your house when they <laughs> oh wow fire up, so yeah. yeah yeah i don't know I've, I've seen some some other studies that say that you know the some of the tankless i don't know about um the electrical ones but i know the gas ones are not quite as um efficient as you would think over a regular tanked heater but so yeah the, the plus is i would get about four foot square more uh -huh. space oh. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, i could man. probably fit a shaper <laughs> right where that was that, that might work See? there's you know more what? than just efficiency just you know just switch to a five gallon 
water heater yeah. and hang that thing on the oh. wall and just be like, look, y'all, you're going to have to take showers once every couple hours. And the hours apart. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I, I remember in college, a buddy of mine had uh, this little shack. Basically, he lived in and it had this super tiny hot water heater. And I made the mistake of um, he was out. And I said, I'll watch your place. And um, when I when I had to take a shower, the first shower I took, I ran out of hot water in like five minutes. And I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, if you if it's yours, you understand. You learn those those nuances, yep. you know, you're like, yeah. oh, the shower's got to be quick. No dawdling. Oh, it, it was it was definitely one of those things. Hey, you, you, you know, turn the shower on, get wet, turn it off. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, oh, man. Yeah. Army showers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like the water's already cold. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, well, so, Jesse, so what's going on in your shop? What are you working on these days? I am making this walnut stool, which actually was meant to be a CNC practice piece. And it, it turned out to definitely be a CNC practice piece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I ended up having the pattern route because I didn't do so well with the CNC. <laughs> Did you cut the pattern on the CNC? I joined the pieces and put them on the CNC and I... I'll be honest with you. I have no idea what I did wrong, but it was slightly off. Like I didn't center it properly or something. So the center piece was off a little bit. I, I don't know what I did, <laughs> but uh, I ended up cutting the center out and redoing it so that it would be uh, no, nobody. Well, you guys would have noticed, obviously, after earlier, but uh, <laughs> I noticed most because people, you broadcast right. it on the Internet. Well, yeah, I, I like to show all my mistakes. Uh just so that if somebody like you sees them, they can say, well, he did know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of coming along. I've, I've made a few mistakes on it. Um, I'm, I'm still learning to, uh, I, I had an, one of those X carves, one of the, yep. I, I don't know. Yeah. And all I ever did with it was make templates and easel was, I mean, like I could teach my daughter to do it. It was so easy. And mm -hmm. so it was, it worked. So I never learned anything else. <laughs> so I used that and I was like, you know, I, I really need to step up my game here. So I bought one of those one infinities and uh, now I'm realizing that uh, there's a little more involvement <laughs> doing it on one of these. Yeah. Exactly. How big's your uh, CNC? Uh, this one is, I think it's 32 or 36 by 48. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's the uh, elite journeyman. Okay, and so what are you using for your design stuff? Um, fusion, fusion. fusion yeah. Okay, once I, uh, I've used fusion. I, I think I think it's pretty, you know, simple, easy to use. More so than like SketchUp, in which SketchUp isn't quite that robust of a tool. But um, I've heard of a lot of success with fusion and CNC. Like the I, fact that it is much more. Of, yeah, it's very much a design and have a machine yeah. do it kind of tool yeah, i mean it, it writes the cam i mean that's right the, exactly so. yeah i didn't actually plan that out it was just i was lucky that i was <laughs> using fusion and they were like oh that's great for you know oh there you go v code there and you i was go. like oh good <laughs> yeah so it produces the v code that you need for the machine well you you got to go right. in and do a few things i it the machine actually came with carvico and I, I didn't I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, there you go. That it's not intuitive. I, I didn't like it. So I'm just trying to learn how to do a fusion. Cool. Well, before we get more into um what you're working on, um, tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself, where you grew up and how you got into woodworking. Grew up. I 
I moved, we moved all over the East Coast and Midwest when I was growing up. We weren't in the military or anything. I think my parents were like dodging bills or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, we ended up, uh, they landed in North Carolina. And uh, so when I was 18, uh, moved out for a little bit, came back. Uh, I won't go into all that. But anyways, I ended up in Richmond later. And uh, I got into woodworking not that long ago. Uh, my wife, it was when the whole farmhouse thing was real big. And uh, mm-hmm. we always we always went antiquing and stuff. And uh, we were at this antique store and there was this guy selling these trestle kind of farmhousey tables there. And I, I don't remember how much it was. It was like a thousand bucks or something. And my wife's like, oh, I love this. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, that's two by fours. <laughs> and I was, I was like, we are not paying a thousand dollars for two by fours. So I said, I, I can make this. And she's like, no, you can't. So I took some pictures of it. And uh, I think I had a cheap miter saw, but I went and bought like, uh, I think it was seriously like 80 bucks for the table. So like, it was serious. It was a porta cable, like just on a cheap stand table saw for like 80 bucks. And uh, I bought a Craig jig, uh, one of the little handheld ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the summer of uh, 2018. And uh, I made that in the garage and I had watched a few YouTube videos on, you know, like making trestle tables. And I was like, man, that was really fun. And I'd always, you know, like enjoyed interior design and like I I did like wainscoting and stuff like that in our house. And so I spent like a year, like not wanting to admit that I was getting into woodworking, but I was steady watching YouTube, you know, and I, I think I ended up making like a bench for that table. And then I made her like a, you know, just your typical shaker style, like long desk. And uh, I think by the time I made that, I was like, man, I, I really, really like this. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're, so, you're the one, the one spouse who said I can make that. And then actually went and did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. honestly, yeah. Well, well, you went and did it without spending like $10,000 worth yeah. of tools. Right. To make exactly. yeah. I bought and I thought you were going to say like, <laughs> I bought myself a great tool. And you're like, no, I, I want a bargain basement on that one. And I made it no. work. I'm like, it, cool, it was dude. super, super yeah. cheap. But honestly, it looked really, really good at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a year later and I had actually you know, started getting more into it and started learning more. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't think that top's going to last. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't. I think it was a year later. It was so warped that she's looking at me and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do something else. Here. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you like, say. Aren't you glad we didn't buy that thousand dollar table? <laughs> yeah. 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 His, the his probably day. was made the same way. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Two by four. You learn so a ton. Like, it's an yeah. awesome kind of project that like you go into with no experience and yeah, it might, you know, mess up over the years, but you're like, huh. And you can oh, learn I, why that I happened and care, you probably man. won't do that was, again. Yeah. I was 10 foot tall when I finished that table. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I was showing everybody at work. You know? <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> Hold on here. I got a picture here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Me, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the best thing that came out of the whole farmhouse movement was so many people seen that and were like, I can do that. So I think it spawned a lot of woodworkers. You know? sure. mm-hmm. 
yeah. relatively uncomplicated construction style. Yeah, and that means and cheap yeah, material. Yeah. Material. Yeah. I don't know how many videos I came across of people saying, I built this table out of two by fours and screws. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, buddy, you could do that. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did it. Uh, so where's the table now? Uh, I ended up, there's still people that are really into farmhouse. So a buddy at work was trying to make one and was failing terribly. And I had the base. And so I said, man, I, I've got this base in my shed, you know, that you can have. And so he took it and he made a top. And I think he screwed up the top, too. Uh, and my son had actually taken the top off it and cut it down like the straight sections <laughs> and was using it for a desk for a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, good. Yeah, good. Oh, that works. That works. Well, uh, tell us about uh, Shinobi Tree and... Uh, Oh, why you settled on that moniker, so to speak, and what that means well, to you. It's, it's a super deep, deep. Uh, so I was sitting in my garage drinking beer, and uh, I thought, Shinobi tree. That sounds pretty cool and earthy. <laughs> that's that's all. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I was uh, sitting back and getting ready. Yeah, I was waiting for the story. Nah, you know, I... I sat around after I thought that sounded cool. I was like, I need to come up with some deep meaning to this. And I was like, maybe like, you know, the growth of Shinobi. And I came up with all this bull crap. And I was like, nah, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> now, before we go any further, I because you know, our listeners can't see it on video, but I see a Chad Muska print behind you. I see a Steeler <laughs> thing behind you. There's a little yeah. more to your past here. <laughs> I like just moving I around like and building the table i like flair <laughs> okay oh there's your piece of flair okay yes he's got lots of flair i got i got more than the required amount of flair in my shop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey if it makes you smile that's all it's worth right i do you know people say it looks too chaotic in here i love it i yeah, think it's exciting you know like i feel like i'm at a damn disco when i come out here <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to put in cool. a disco ball then, you know. I there have one. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I do. Right above your, my uh, workbench is a disco ball. <laughs> your your walls remind me of every single horizontal surface in my shop. <laughs> <laughs> How do you clutter vertical sur sur surfaces? It's exciting. It's, I'll just tell people, it's exciting. I, I love coming in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how this it started out kind of an accident and then I just kept building on it. And then I started really liking it. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, before we get too much into uh, some of your uh, furniture that you do and some of your designs, which are just outstanding work, it's, you and, know, I can't believe you've only been doing this since 2018. Mm -hmm. I, I really do appreciate that, especially yeah. coming from you. I was actually scared to come on this show because I was like, oh. those guys are like woodworker guys. And I was like, they use like hand tools and know all this terminology. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't see the other two, but I'm a hack, Jesse. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if I am better than I should be, I, I, I just have big balls. Like, I just go for it. <laughs> there you go. Like, I'm like, I'm always like, man, I'll figure it out. And, Half the time I don't, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I go for it anyways. <laughs> well, I think like your woodworking journey is geared towards mastery. And so because of that, you're not afraid to like make a mistake. You know, you're, you're willing to yeah. try stuff. And like, that's how you get good fast is like, make it more about the process and learning and less about, you know, how does it turn out? And the funny thing about that is it does start to turn out really well. You know, because well, you're 
because you because you make a mistake here and then the next time you you don't even have to worry about it yeah i i really i i honestly i didn't know i i didn't know a lot like i don't know if you've ever there's a set of walnut night sands on my page yeah like, they're gorgeous the kind of that was actually the first time i ever used hardwood and it was the first time i ever made a mitered box it was actually the first time i did a lot of stuff and that one is probably my favorite thing i've made just because i really was just designing on the fly learning so much and they took me like probably eight months to make it <laughs> like i think i took like a two-month break in between like it but mm. after i made those i had so much more confidence and and, and i i have all these people like oh you know i i I, I think I can make furniture. I just don't know if I can. And I'm like, just try. You know? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, it's just you and your garage, you know. Right. So well, I, I mean, know. yeah, yeah. It's uh it's some of your designs are just extraordinary. And uh, I think you're really, you know, and then you've also, you know, just flat out designed some furniture. You post some of your renderings on your Instagram page. They're just absolutely outstanding. And I can't wait to see some of those come to fruition, hopefully. I'm trying to get that stool undone here. <laughs> <laughs> that looks that looks so cool. That is so. Yeah, cool. I actually I, I get mixed. Uh, people sometimes don't like the renderings. Like they, they give me the attitude. Like like I I don't know. It, it might just be me, but I get this feeling like like well, do you ever make anything real? I think they might get mad because they get tricked into thinking it was real or something. <laughs> I I don't know, but I, I get I don't always get positive feedback on posting rendering so I, I try not to as much it's not for them it's okay <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's, it's okay. okay yeah yeah I mean, I that's mean, another great way to see to try a thing out where it costs you almost nothing i yeah look i i i am so on board with renderings because it would just be a shame to not find out before you started making it <laughs> like i mean yeah. I, I i can try different woods i can try you know i mean i can change something so quick as compared to you know making miniatures or something like that you know like it's just so much faster and so you can really just go through all the different ideas just really fast you know mm -hmm. I mean, I just... once you don't make the like the architect's mistake of designing something that can't actually be done if well, you understand joinery if you understand materials yeah. to a certain degree you you design those elements into it so that it's a really good design oh, heck if you're getting into cnc that's really important right um yeah. I, I i never did renderings but i mean this is like oh 10 plus years ago i turned my first bowl i did a bowl i was like okay cool and then immediately i was like what if i put a spline right through the side of this what would that look like so i designed mm -hmm. it in cad and and I got an idea like oh an angular spline through a bowl makes a curved line through yeah. the bowl you know it's like and I played with that and that was Christmas one year you know I made four different variations of that and handed them out it was cool so yeah I mean so it's a being able to do that design work for those that like working that way is a hugely beneficial thing it's really cool yeah. I mean there are people that can visualize that without any you know, mechanical or digital aids, but exactly. But I mean, and I think that doing it either, either you go and you do it and then, you know, or mm -hmm. you can do it in 3d, you know, in a, in a, in a software program and find out that way. And then you learn, like you'd be, you become able to visualize those things I, because right. you've, you've seen it done. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I don't know. All you ever did was render stuff. Then you probably wouldn't 
even attempt to call yourself a woodworker. You, you're a designer, right? You're just a digital designer. Yeah, and um, I, I tried to avoid just uh, being a virtual <laughs> woodworker. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even I, to me, even if I can visualize it, sometimes I, I'm not always right. And I yeah. didn't know that until I started using Fusion, you know, like I, I sometimes I, I get the idea in my head and I'm like, that is going to look so awesome. And I'll put it in and I'm like, well, it really doesn't look <laughs> that awesome. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the only well, other way I know to do that is to make, a, you know, a, a miniature one. And I mean, that would just take me forever to keep. I mean, with Fusion, I can keep trying new ideas and, you know, just fast, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And we talked about, we, we had an exchange about this too, is that some projects, like the only way you can ever afford to build them is digitally, you know, because yeah. you don't have a client who's willing to pay 10 grand for a console. Yeah. Not yet. Right. So yeah, it's not for yeah. them. Don't worry about yeah. them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, since we are talking a little bit about your work, so um, what kind of influences do you have? for coming up with some of these designs? For design, I mean, well, of course, Pepe. I mean, I think everybody knows yep. that. You know, I mean, I was a huge fan of his for a long time. Um, I like uh, this company, Monsoon Blue. Okay. Uh, their stuff looks like a Hobbit village to me. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> but but in a cool way. I, I really like, um, I, I haven't actually been able to do it. I, I mean, I like, I like so much stuff that I can't really narrow it down to a few people, but I really like the kind of cartoony, childish um, stuff. I, I, there's a company called Daz, like D-A-Z. It's like a Chinese company. I, I think I heard their designer talking about, you know, making things like a like a child. But, but I, and that was kind of the, with this stool, it was kind of a mixture of that. And, and I really like, like the green and green, like the Daryl Pert, like those fat mm -hmm. legs at the bottom and stuff. And it had really started out kind of like that. And then I, I wanted to like modernize it like in a kind of childish way or, or so I, I, I'm talking. I, I mean, that sounds crazy. <laughs> but uh, Mon Monsoon Blue is definitely uh, one that I like a lot. Um, Pepe, um, a huge influence like from early on was uh, Leaf Handcrafted. I don't know if you guys know that guy. He was a huge influence of mine. And, and a local guy, uh, Daniel Ricky, he, he's awesome. I like a lot of his design. I don't know that he wants me back at his shop, but uh, <laughs> but he's a huge influence. Well, no, I went over there and I was I was kind of nervous, and so I I, I think I, he's kind of a cool, kind of laid back kind of guy, and I was like, da, 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 da. Uh -huh. I, I don't know. I was like, man, that guy's not gonna. <laughs> well, cool. Well, so tell us about uh, Pepe Lima, and uh, you've been kind of instrumental in the Hyperion project. So tell us a little bit about that. We've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but that's one of the reasons we want to have you on there is kind of promote that a little bit. Uh, well, I've been following Pepe for a long time, and uh, I was just blown away the first time I seen those, you know, wide, low chairs and stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. and at the time, I, I mean, now I just love all those Brazilian chairs, but uh, I, I was just blown away by what he was doing. And so... You know, I was commenting on his stuff and he normally you expect someone like him to be kind of uh, pretentious, you know, like <laughs> just kind of snobby, you know, but he, he's not at all. Like he he started talking to me and he's into like 80s punk music. And so we got along on that and he drinks beer. I mean, he's just not at all 
like what you would expect that kind of guy to be like. So I think we just hit it off. Like we, we just like a lot of the same things, just same sense of humor and stuff. And uh, I was just sitting in here one day and he messaged me and he's like, I've got this idea. And he, he like runs through it. And I, I swear to you, I had, I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, what <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna design a chair so anyway so i was like i don't care this guy's man you know it's like whatever yeah. so he's like ask around and see if it's something so i'm i'm messaging people and i'm like hey you know would you want to design a chair made by i mean make a chair designed by pepe Lim? and they're like what, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, I really don't know what I mean. <laughs> Does it sound like something? And so people were like, well, yeah. So I told him, yeah. And uh, I didn't really understand what we were doing until it got started. You know, I was like, I, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but Pepe, his thing was he, he just loves the woodworking community. I think he just loves how much we all support each other. And he, he just loves it. He, he loves woodworking all together and uh so he was getting a lot of woodworkers following him and you know commenting on his stuff so he was just excited you know that we all liked his stuff so i think he wanted a way to kind of do what he's seen us doing is like bring us all together talk you know have like a common thing we were all talking about and you know working on and and it has i mean it didn't i i must have given out like 200 or, or, or over sets of those plans and we have two finished so it, it's it's a little depressing i mean we've got you know uh joe bass he he's about to finish and then the silver strand they they might finish one but we we're really expecting more people to uh make it by now and i think that the bent lamination or just the curved seats i think that scared a lot of people away from it yeah yeah i could see yeah i got the plans too but yeah, it's like, you know, I can't even finish a rocker I started over <laughs> two years ago. So. I think that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it's like completely got... built. It may not be finished. Yes, right? yes, yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. In there. But what? um, but it but it but it is one of those things because I got all these other things going. But yeah, I think it's a it's a once you have them out there, I think it's it's gonna take a while to get some traction. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I, you know, I mean we know that, but I, I really I wish I would have made more uh, like a video on how to do it like an easier way. You, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Cause you didn't have to do bent lamination. I mean, there's other ways you could have cut it and like put the piece on the back. That probably would have been stable enough. I'm, you guys would know, but mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this, this bent lamination, I mean, that amount, it's, it's really, I'd never done it. You know I mean? It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't hard at all. I mean, you just make the form and squish them. I mean, it was pretty easy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> Yeah, you could do that without a vacuum bag set up fairly easily, or you could just I mean, get one of those skateboard Nick, kits. Yeah, you know? me and Nick, neither yeah. one of us had done it before. And, you know, mm -hmm. we had started a little group chat, and me and him were like, well, I heard this, and I heard this, you know. And it yeah. really, we both were like, man, that was a lot easier than we thought. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's, you know, it could be some some interesting things you could you could steam bend them too. Um, that's kind of what I was thinking I would do. That's, mm -hmm. that's what yeah. I was thinking if, if I were doing it. But, you know, also, I've never done bent lamination either. Um, but it would be nice to get one of those little skateboard bent lamination setups and do it that way where you got the little pump Roar that you Rocket. just. Yeah. 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 What's the name of the company? It's called Roar Rocket. Okay. Like R O A R Rocket. Yep. Hmm. So uh, that 
you know that sounds like that would be fun to do and uh you know it's a fairly it's a great great design it's i, I really like it and it's more of a outdoors type chair i would say yeah it was meant yeah, to be patio uh, chair that that was my only yeah. input on it was he was asking me like well what kind of chair do you think would be good for and he because he started out wanting to give us something with fabrics and, and i was like i, I don't I, well, I was like i know i can i was like you know, i don't think a lot of us are good at sewing you know so i it's probably partly my fault i pushed him towards uh you know an all wood chair and he was like well i've got this one and he's like hold on let me find it and he didn't get back to me for like a couple of days so i guess he really had to find it <laughs> really deep down but yeah. this chair was something he had designed for a company and i guess uh, it never went into production and he he really liked it so he, he chose that one yeah yeah i like it too it looks it looks looks it's very sharp nice. it's got a really cool stance you know, it, yeah it's a, it looks comfy is it comfy it, it is surprisingly yeah. comfy you know <laughs> it's yeah. it's it, it's short though you know i mean Mm -hmm. I've got I've got mine inside, of course, you know, but I, I would, but it, it's short, so because it's meant to be kind of like an Adirondack style chair, so uh, you know, it's a little short for inside, but it, it is comfortable and it's it's cool looking. Well, it's definitely it's definitely on my list to build one of these days. So, and yeah, uh, but like you said, it, it's absolutely you know, hats off to Peppy, you know, uh, you know, providing the all the work and the designs. I think. Um, with your package that includes the plants and all that kind of stuff there's enough information to you know if you got a cnc to cnc a majority of this stuff done out yeah we actually uh he's got it to where you can actually print it off on your home printer and you can stick all the pages together together to make a template like we mm -hmm. tried to make it so you know people that didn't have like really expensive tools could make it you know mm -hmm. yeah it is it's a fascinating design yeah i would you know if if you're thinking about building an Adirondack chair, take a look at this. Yeah. Be, this is yeah. stepping it up a notch. Mm -hmm. It's, it's I'm, definitely I'm looking, a cool looking chair. Yeah. I'm looking across my shop and I've got like this one monster piece of Sapele, like up on a top shelf that's been sitting around since back, back in the day. That, that might make a good. Yeah, that uh, would be cool. Might make a good one for, for sitting out on the porch. And we just, we just built a deck. We need a couple yes. of chairs out there. I just need a. I'm gonna need some finish recommendations for exterior finishing. That's my because uh, I don't want to move the paint. I paint. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna build it out of the Pele, and then I, I tell you what, I really, I really want to see one of these guys that do the recycled skateboard thing. I really want to see one of them make one. I think that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely. Yeah, you could go crazy. I know oh, there's. Yeah, I know there's like folks around here that take uh, some houses that have been demolished, you know, some old houses or, you know, 100, what not old, and they'll take siding, the siding and make like Adirondack chairs. And, you know, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll, you know, they'll just basically sand it down and then put a clear coat over it. So it's, you know, has that rustic ap mm -hmm. appeal to it. And they look really good. I could see something like this, you know, some, some of those techniques techniques and some of those materials used to make something like this and be just totally different. And I think that's uh, that's one of the testaments of the, this design is you can do all kinds of interesting things with it. So, wow, that's cool. So, um, so if people are interested in uh, picking up plans for this, they just need to uh, email you. They can message me on Instagram or TikTok or uh, they can go to the Hyperion. I forget what I named it. Hyperion underscore or 
2023. I don't know. Yeah. I did it. I don't remember what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think I have it in our notes. Yeah, Hyperion underscore Project 2023. Yeah, that. Yes. <laughs> yes, and that will that will definitely uh, that will definitely take you to it. And like I said, this it, it's a great design. And like you said, we need to get more people out there actually building. Yeah, chair. I mean. I was excited to do it because I, I wanted to start getting into vent lamination anyways. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, this is an easy, you know, intro into that, you know? So I was super excited to do the vent lamination. So yeah. I, I think anybody that wants to try something like that, this is a perfect thing for that, you know? Now, do you think uh, Pepe would be up for somebody actually teaching this chair in a class? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, he said he, he put it in public domain, right? So it's so it is yeah, available. I, the only thing you can't do with this chair is sell the plants. <laughs> right. There you go. And I'll be darned if they aren't already free. Yeah. I'll put that. Yeah. Everybody and their uncle could be making this chair right now. So he wouldn't have an issue if you actually built this chair and sold it, you know? Not no, like, he, no, he actually encourages it. Yeah. Okay. Right. He actually yeah. wants people to do that. You know, I mean, he, he's told me, just start making Iberians, make some money. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't have time. Yeah, I don't I was, want to make I any money. Yes. <laughs> when I saw this, I thought, you know, this, this, this would be a fun follow-up project to the, to the box chair class, you know, to offer a little, just a video really of, you know, how I would do it. And, yeah. uh, and maybe even, you know, offer a couple of different techniques too. you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be bent lamination. Yeah, um, it, it could be, there's several ways to do that. And like I said, I, I wish I would at least like made a video, like here, you could do it like this. You could do it, like, you know, yeah. cause I, I didn't realize that was going to scare off so many people, you know, I, at the time I didn't realize it. And Pepe, you know, it was funny when he came to me with it, he's like, you know, you make those videos where you show how you make stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't, I've never made a, pair, a chair of Pepe. And he's like, oh, you'll do fine. And I'm like, well, no, you, I'm like, you don't understand. I've never made a chair. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you'll be great. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you say so. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. See, look, you made the chair and now you're working on a stool. Once you yeah. make something that you can sit on. Yeah. Yeah. Now I tell you, I, there's no you turning know, back. Yeah. There's no turning back. I, my, I, I, I am infatuated with chairs. My only problem with chairs is it's so hard to design one that doesn't look like one you've already seen. If I could do that more often, I, I would have a page full of chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is hard to do that. Uh, at this point, it's like trying to mold designs together into something that looks yeah, easy. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. It's okay. it's okay. It's okay. They, they can rhyme. Just don't. <laughs> you know, don't, and, and they're really like, I don't know. I, I think, I think there's so much to be learned in, in trying to copy something. Yeah. Well, know? that was actually the first time I'd ever used plans too. And, uh, <laughs> that was an experience. I, I actually ended up not technically using, <laughs> I actually just held, I, I kept the model up on the computer. Like I, the way I do all my stuff and I would just measure infusion, how, you know, things in that, that, mm -hmm. That was basically, I ended up not really using the plants at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. So, um, so you did do the bent lamination. So what, what is a, it's walnut sandwich between maple. maple, maple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, that has a nice striking, uh, 
a look on those bent laminations. Yeah, I had agreed to make it uh, per the plans, like not make any design. He he really wanted people to make design changes, but the reason I was making it to the plans is because he wanted me to make the videos, you know, mm -hmm. hey, you know, for especially, you know, beginner woodworkers. You know. Plans. Yeah. 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 Well, it's cool. And uh, lastly, I love the front legs on that. I love the way yeah, that's the awesome. stance of the front yeah, legs. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. It's almost like they're pouncing to something. Yeah, like a cat getting ready to attack or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A thundercat. Definitely a thundercat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it's fantastic. Well, well, I appreciate you uh, doing all the uh, the lifting on uh, making the plans available and all that kind sure. of stuff. That's, yeah. that's outstanding. Outstanding. Well, so. Um, so besides the Hyperion project, what are some of your favorite pieces that you've made so far in your short woodworking career? <laughs> well, like I said, the the walnut ones, just because they were the first time I had ever yeah. really made a real, what I consider a real piece of furniture, you know, and because I designed it just on the fly like that, you know, I mean, it was just, that's something I would like to do more, mm -hmm. you know, but I'd, I'd like to be more experienced before I go back to it, see, see what happens then, you know? Um, but that that is a fun thing to do is just kind of do it on the fly like that. You know? But uh, those those and I, I've got the tables where they kind of arch in opposite directions. I, I like those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this this interesting table. I don't know um, what exactly the this the species are. It looks like ash and mahogany, I believe uh, the table where it has the. Um, I guess the mahogany splines intersecting the ash. Both oh, the... that that is actually everybody thinks that's a table. That is actually a bench. Okay, I actually, yeah, I actually, bench too. Yeah, yeah, I thought about making something like that into a table. I, I I do really like that. That was that was a really that was the first thing I had ever designed on Fusion. That was the first mm -hmm. time I'd ever done that. Wow, and uh, that that was really fun to make. It, it was it was kind of a pain. I ended up cutting everything into strips and then realigning the grain and dominoing it back together so that I could keep it stable. But that, that was a super fun thing to make. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't pay any attention. It is, you do have it labeled as a bench. I just assumed it was a table for everybody. Some. Everybody thinks. Table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would make a cool table. Yeah. <laughs> it would make a cool table. Well, that, that is fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's some outstanding, outstanding work that you've done and very, very impressed. For now, sure. you also have these Sapili end tables that are pretty swooping. Those are pretty Yeah, cool. those were the arched ones I was talking about. I call yeah. them the bridge tables just because they look like the bridge mm -hmm. supports. Uh, that came later. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking under that bridge after I made them, and I was like, man, that looks just like my tables when they're put together. <laughs> So yeah. I, I I had to take them there and take that picture. And it's funny, you can't, the only, there's two ways to get there. One is crossing this bridge across the river. And it's like a good half mile walk, you know. Yeah. And the other way is to trespass through the train yard. And so, of course, I chose to trespass. So me and my wife, we pull up and you could see the guys in the little hut over there, you know, like watching it. And I was going to chicken out. And my wife's like, just go just go and i'm like are you serious she's like yeah so we gorilla style like we <laughs> drove across the train tracks through their little yard there and i jumped out and 
the picture where they're under the table, if you look close, you can see there's like sweat handprints <laughs> because I like grabbed them out of the back of the truck, ran them up there. We're like, took the pictures real quick, had no time to wipe them off anything, threw them back in the truck and like bolted out of there. But yeah, that was, we were trespassing, <laughs> but I had to have that picture. <laughs> as long as you act like you belong, that's 90% of the battle. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> we cleared it with your supervisors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're here for a photo shoot. Um, you know, just back off. Anyway, John. Yeah. John said it's fine. Yeah, but th th those are those are some fantastic tables. So uh, those actually, the way I came up with those is funny. I was actually trying to practice curves and fusion, mm -hmm. and I had made that shape, and I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of cool." And I built the entire thing off that shape, and they actually faced differently. The the drawers were going to, the fronts were going to be the sides. And uh, oh, I knew yeah. there was something wrong with it because, you know, you couldn't put them up against the wall. If I flipped them around, they kind of just look like an old mid-century type thing. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Macer design, I, I was like, man, I was like, I don't know. I was like, they, they look like they're really cool, but something's missing. He goes, well, we've tried them sideways. And I was like, oh, that that's pretty neat. So I flipped them and I was like, Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> so, so, so what are the, the most interesting part shoved against the wall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where do they live now? They are actually in my living room. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, great. They're on either side of a sofa. That was actually the way I envisioned them when, when I flipped them sideways is like, these would look really cool or make a headboard in the same style and have them on either side. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now you just need to design a sofa. Yes, that is <laughs> that is my goal is to get into lounge chairs and sofas and stuff like that. Fab. Yeah, yeah I did. I did a sofa. It was uh, it was it was a challenge, but it you know it came out real well. Just the upholstery was like almost a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like I want to learn how to do the upholstery so I don't have to pay anyone. You know? Yeah, uh -huh. I ended uh -huh. up having to pay pay a guy. So anyway, he did. He I, did it. I've, Decent I've rested job. my my butt cheeks in that sofa. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the first and last one. But you know, my design thing was, oh, I want some uh, Nakashima style sofa. So I mm -hmm. basically uh, went out to some of the auction websites and you know then modeled that in SketchUp to uh -huh. get the design and did a prototype and all of that. And then uh, my wife's going, well, how long is this going to be? And I said, well lay down i'm going to measure you <laughs> that's how long it's going to be <laughs> that is how i to, to, that you is know 1.1 and everything <laughs> uh, exactly it's going to be long enough to uh you know to lay down on you know like you do on most sofas so <laughs> anyway so but yeah so uh but that it's a cool it's a cool project and i'm sure what you come up with will be absolutely fantastic oh, so sure. i'm looking forward to that Mm -hmm. definitely yeah i think that's the problem with designing and being a maker mm -hmm. too is like no matter how much you try it's always in the back of your head well how am i going to make that <laughs> so I, I think that holds you back a little bit if you're actually a woodworker that's designing you know if you're just a designer you don't care you know? yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah, they'll figure it out <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that's you know woodworkers problem <laughs> exactly. Well, so tell us, uh, what are one or two of your favorite techniques that you've come across so far in your woodworking journey? Well, I think everything I do is kind of based around pattern routing so far. I mean, I mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want it to be just that, but I mean, it seems like 
every time I design something, it's like, well, that needs to be pattern routed. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess that would definitely be one just because I, I use that. Well, not now. Now I get a machine to do it. But well, when I learned how. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you mentioned a shaper earlier, so I don't know if you. Yeah, want. no, I, I think a shaper would be cool because I, I really liked um, on that on that uh, bench, I used a 60 degree chamfer bit mm -hmm. to do the profile. And I loved how wide that was, you know, and I was like, man, if, if I had a shaper, they probably got a bigger one. I mean, I know I could do it by hand, but I, I don't have for that. You could do you it know? with the CNC. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do it with, do the, with the CNC. Don't, don't buy a new I, tool. That's You've true. Got one. I could do it. Well, yeah, when I went to get... Dan Daniel Ricky does these huge wide, you know, that, you know, taper and stuff. And I, I was like, well, well, how are you doing that? And I was hoping that he said CNC or shaper, but he was like, oh, I do it by hand. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God, that sounds like it would Who's take this? a long time. Daniel Ricky. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he maybe just enjoys that, but yeah, I mean, for me, and I'm, this is probably the wrong crowd to say, say this, but for me, the design and, and the, and seeing it come to life is, is everything. The, mm -hmm. the woodworking is the means to that, you know, like I don't sit around like practicing hand cutting dovetails. I don't practice anything. I actually, I'll design something and whatever I need to learn to make that is when I learn to do that, you know I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I, yeah. I just do whatever I have to do to make that come to life. And that that is the, when I see that come to life, that is the part of woodworking that just really excites me. Yeah, I think that's true of most woodworkers. I mean, I know it's true of myself, you know, it's like, hey, I really want this now. But I just know I a lot of people will just really enjoy the, the process of yeah. it. And I'm, for me, it's actually when I'm done, you know, it's like, man, yeah. that looks just like I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about, about being done with the project, so what do you use for finish? What's your favorite finishes that you use? Well, one stupid thing I do is I do something different on everything I make. and that's where all the mistakes and long time comes <laughs> in. So every time I make something, I use a different finish. And, and so at some point I, that has to stop. <laughs> you've, I, done, well, you've done it before and you'll do it again. My theory is once I've used them all, I will know which one the best one is. Sure. <laughs> I, I would offer the advice that maybe you want to start deciding which one you prefer on along the way. <laughs> So yeah. maybe you don't have to exhaust <laughs> all of them. Yeah, well, well, so do you, have you tried spraying finishes or are you hand? Just lacquer. And, just lacquer, uh, yeah. It was a bit of a nightmare because I don't have a, a good sprayer. I have one of those electric ones. And yeah. I had read that it would handle lacquer and I was like, I'm going to go for it. And uh, I ended up having to rub it out a lot and I, I, <laughs> I ended up going to get some spray cans too because I just could not get it with that sprayer oh. that I had. <laughs> yeah. So small projects and stuff, the rattle can lacquer. Plus I had to, I had to do it outside too. Yeah. So it was windy yeah. and it was just, it was tough. Yeah. I found, um, uh, you know, for a lot of my little parts and things that I do for some of my, uh, dr um, drilling guides, uh, a lot of those I, I do with rattle can lacquer and um, deft is the best one i've tried I, them all i will be yeah. honest with you of everything i've tried so far the mm -hmm. deft semi-gloss yeah. was my favorite finish of everything i've done mm. yep i really liked it i i am not a huge fan of uh rubio like everybody is i hope they don't hear that in case they were ever going to sponsor me or something 
<laughs> well, because uh, then I, I would I, totally be a fan of. <laughs> yeah, I I jumped on the Osmo <laughs> bandwagon back in the day for a couple of projects, and I wasn't a big fan of that either. I got some all of that. set I and done. Used that. I haven't yeah. used it yet, but I got that and I got uh, Natura Coat. Yeah. It's like the it, cheaper Rubio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Osmo is okay. Um, I just don't like the the final result. It's a little too, and I'm not one that likes gloss finishes at all, but it's a little too matte for me. I like See, the, I, yeah. I actually, I used to really like the matte finish, but I, I've been yeah. gearing more towards, I, I really, I'm starting to really like a more, glossy finish now like okay. I, I think so, uh my buddy swell furniture i love he's using yeah. that uh the maloof stuff but his he always his finishes always look really good yeah. but i i that's what i really liked about the lacquer i i don't know i i think it maybe it's just because everybody's doing a more matte finish i i just am gravitating towards the gloss but i i don't know that lacquer just looked really good to me it it was on sapele it was those uh bridge tables i just thought okay. i loved that it was Kyle, what which Osmo are you using? Um, I forgot. I mean, it's been years since I used it. The one I, I got yeah, says they, it's they glossy. Re- it just was formulated. Yeah, and it maybe it, yeah, it may be something I need to go back to because I know they got some they got some more versions that have a high solid more solids in it, and I have not yeah. used that. And you know, if I went back to it, that's probably what I would use. But um, that side chair, that yeah. side chair that I posted mm-hmm. recently. It was the with the satin. Okay. And okay. I'm the same way. I I, ha, I I did these two little footstools and I just used like oil on them. Mm-hmm. And they just look dead to me. There, mm-hmm. There's no, I am not a matte. And the yeah. Osmo that I use, I think at one point they were calling it matte, but it's too glossy to, to say that it's a matte finish. But yeah. Um, once I put just a little more sheen on that, it just looks so much livelier. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the one I got actually claims it says it's glossy I, I haven't tried it yet but uh that's What's the, the number only... can you see it three zero one one clear gloss oh that's the oh three oh one one yeah i haven't yeah. tried that one yet mm. but uh the only time i've had like a matte finished where i was like oh my god that's just too matte was the walrus oil furniture butter that's and it, yeah, it I, wasn't at first, but like after like a, I think it was only like a week, I was like, man, that is. And then I ended up waxing it because it it was way too matte dry. for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I've been, and we'll probably talk about this uh, with our uh, next guest coming up. But uh, Sutherland Wells, I've got some of their. He stuff. has a finish. Yeah, yeah, and it's I like it. I like it. I haven't done a full project, but I've done a number of test boards. And I'm going to use it on this rocker as soon as I get another couple of coats of uh, milk paint on it. But um, yeah, so far I'm liking it as far as the test boards and stuff. It's fairly easy to uh, apply. It's non-toxic. Uh, so they say I still wear a respirator on there, everything. But, you know, they say it's non-toxic. So, uh, but yeah, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, my buddy used it. And I mean, I just seen the video, but it looked amazing mm-hmm. in the video. Mm-hmm. I, that nano coat stuff that... Uh, what is his name? Um, Blacktail. I, I seen a video where he had like put that over Rubio and that looked amazing in the video. I don't know. I, I, I know I looked at the price and that's why I haven't used it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot but of it those, looked amazing in the video. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those ceramic coating type stuff is coming over from the auto industry. So yeah, it's going to be interesting in the next few years. So 
Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, anyway, well, so tell us a little bit about your shop. Yeah. Um, I will probably be relocating it, uh, within the year, but, uh, it's more of a man cave with purpose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a basement, uh, a garage. What do you, what are you working with? It is a attached garage. Uh, okay. the one thing I do love about it is I have 12 foot ceilings and that is something oh, that nice. I hope I can find again, but that, that that's is amazing. Like, that's like mine. Actually, I want to put it in the attic access and it is the exact thing where my front door has like three steps going up to it, but my yeah. driveway is below that or, or mm -hmm. at level of the bottom step. So yeah, it's easily 12 foot ceilings in my garage. They're great, man. They They're are awesome. awesome. You awesome. can turn a full board up. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah. I love it. And it feels roomier, you know, even though you don't have, you know, a lot of yeah. footprint. It feels All that roominess is wasted heating space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So, so you're going to relocate. So it's it's uh, you're going to uh, build a shop, or you're going to? I I don't know yet. Uh, lease a space or what? Yeah, I don't. I, it's complicated. Me and the wife. Uh, <laughs> we won't go into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it might be one of those little apartment garage uh, things. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. I will. Uh -huh. Let's just say when I get the new shop, I will have to sell my furniture. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Fair. Well, fantastic. Well, yeah, I, I know. I understand how that goes. So, you know, luckily I have a carport attached to my house. So, um, I was able to commandeer the garage, so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, so what are your other pursuits outside of woodworking? Uh, well now nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's overtaken over. my life. It, yeah. It, uh, it started out where I had other things and now they're just all gone. <laughs> like i used to my job used to be the best job i'd ever had in my life now i hate going <laughs> oh, oh okay so let's move on to our fortnightly beer choices so i'll start us off i am drinking a new beer from st arnold's a local oh. brewery here in houston and it's called the irish hello it is a stout of course and uh it's not bad it's not bad um i don't think i'll re be replacing it with Guinness, um, but uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. I was gonna say it's it's not it's not the Guinness. No, it's a, it's not a nitro type thing. You know, it's probably right. you know you can get Guinness in bottles, and mm -hmm. it's kind of similar to that. You know, if you get it in the cans, it has a little nitrous capsule in them. Or if you go to a bar that happens to you know have nitro nitrous taps, that uh, um, yeah, that's a little better. And you know in you know, it's it's one of those things, but you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Very good. So, Mark, what are you drinking? I, you guys, uh, when I got up to Handworks, you guys had stopped somewhere and got uh, like a six pack of pseudo Sioux Pale Ale. Mm -hmm. That's um, I, Walmart, I think. Was it Walmart? Well, it's <laughs> yeah, a, it was Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, we went all out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Craft yeah. <laughs> beer section in Walmart in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's from Toppling Goliath. It's a, of course it's a hazy pale ale, but you guys left some cans of it in the fridge, and I am not going to leave beer behind. Um, so I threw it in the cooler and brought it home. I was like, this is pretty good beer. So I happen to be yeah Walmart. Um, yeah, <laughs> not around here. Uh, I had to go to a, it's called uh, Macadoodles. It's a, uh, it's, it's an Arkansas based um, gas station, but it, they have the most incredible selection of like beer and wine and spirits. So 
uh, we've got a couple in our area now. And so I was, I was nearby. I was like, you know, I need to get some beer for the show. Like I, I never just go out to buy beer for the show. And so I stopped and I saw that and I thought, well, we'll start with that. So yeah. what about you, Sean? I, um, I picked up a market garden, which is a Cleveland brewery, uh, frosty, they call it, which is a lime wit frosty. It's winter. Um, and it's a little refreshing little wheat beer. Very oh. nice with a little lime kick to it. Not even kick. I won't even say it has a bite of lime. It's just kind of like a lime under flavor. Yeah. Suggestion of lime. Yeah. Suggestion of lime in the wheat of, of the brew, which is pretty good. I wish it was local here because that sounds, that sounds great. Uh, my, my wife loves the wheat beers. I'm not a big wheat beer guy myself, but my, my wife absolutely loves them. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like heavy wheat either. Yeah. I mean, it would be. I'll see if I can ship you some, Kyle. Because <laughs> I got beer exchange. I yeah. got this at my local Kroger. It's not like it's. It's not Walmart it's quality. Not, but it's not it's, Walmart you know. quality by any means, but it's it's <laughs> definitely a, a chain of grocery stores. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, how about you? What are you sipping on? Well, I've been on an IPA kick for a long time now, but uh, we won't hold that against you. Yeah, I, I know most people, but there's a, there's some local ones that were really good, but they were tearing up my stomach. So I actually switched. I read that loggers were easy on your stomach. So I got this Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager, which is local, but I'm pretty sure they were bought out by Anheuser Busch or something. So you guys could probably pick it yeah, up. Yeah, and or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. familiar with that. Devil's one, Backbone, I think that's the name of the brewery. Yeah, they're from Charlotte. It's right. I've like I right know I've seen some of their. It's like right down the street. Yeah, I but know I've seen some of their beers. I don't know if I've I'm ever pretty had sure any. they were bought yeah. out and they're pretty well known now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. But if a... I if I did have a younger stomach, uh, there's a local brewery called Triple Crossing Falcon Smash. That's what I would be drinking. <laughs> Falcon Smash. Very good. Well, love that well fantastic well so uh jesse where can folks find you on the interwebs should they wish to correspond with you or get some plans for the hyperion project that would be uh shinobi tree there's an underscore in there somewhere but i think i'm the only one uh on instagram and tiktok fantastic and what about the hyperion oh yeah and However, I laid that out with the underscore Hyperion, Hyperion project. underscore <laughs> project. Yeah. 2023. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I recommend people go out there, look at this chair. And once you look at it, you'll say, yes, that would be fantastic. And then get some plans and hopefully we'll see that chair within the next three years. <laughs> he, he looked at how long it took him to make a rocker and, and based the timing on that got it got it exactly the rocker's exactly. still not done though so <laughs> again it's complete but not finished it's Very complete it's got one coat of paint on it and it's, oh, it's got living. a paint on it one coat is right there man well it's right. currently living under a couple of moving blankets so you know kyle your customers of all the customers in the world would be totally understanding if you said, Hey, I need an extra week to ship your stuff. Cause I'm yeah. finishing up a chair that I've been trying to finish for years <laughs> because you know what? They've all got a chair. They've been trying to finish yeah. for years and well, you know, well, they want well, time. we'll see Mark. For me, the customer comes first. <laughs> <laughs> it's research. It's research. You know, <laughs> finish research. 
so yeah. so so mark with whom the customer comes second um let's find you. <laughs> chair then customer like let's get our chair first. customer no. um, in that order sadly that's almost what it's been like in these last few months it's chair class and then other customers yeah um but that's coming to an end folks so um you can uh you can find me on instagram at mark builds it you can find all kinds of uh videos and stuff on my youtube channel which is uh, at the joint effort and you can subscribe to my newsletter and get those uh videos delivered directly at joineffort.net how about you kyle oh you can always find me on instagram at bart.kyle or bb custom tools bbcustomtools.com or on youtube under kyle barton or bb custom tools sean what about yourself you can find me at seanw78 on most social medias and so what's our feedback from our last oh. few episodes well uh most of the comments or all the comments we have here were from the episode with andy glenn uh sorry to missed you andy i was uh teaching a class that week but um uh bill's yard says fabulous listen guys glenn's book is on order my favorite quote chairs fit the life they want to lead that's a sticker right there keep up the good work uh marcus tobert says great episode swell furniture says great show copper john woodworks is giving us the clapping hands panos 311 that's a new one i haven't even heard from panos 311 before thanks for leaving a comment great job andy glenn great interview and excellent insight on your journey and emmett kyle says another excellent episodes this is my favorite comment by far he says when do we get t-shirts with kyle's face on the front and kyle barton says that's absolutely fantastic on the back. <laughs> I, think, I think the idea is absolutely fantastic. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I was drinking every time you said that tonight and chuckling to myself. I think if anybody's looking for a game to play. Oh, you know, boy. Oh. So whenever Kyle says that's fantastic, it's, it's time to have a sip. <laughs> so, hey, if you have an idea for a drinking game or a T-shirt that's related to the show, Drop it in our Instagram account, or even better, go to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a review so that other people find out about the show and share it. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.